Time once again for the Built by Bama Online podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you. And it's our second pod of the week, so you probably know what's coming. We covered some team topics earlier in the week with Team Insider Charlie Potter. We broke down the wide receivers for the 2019 Crimson Tide. We broke down the tight ends for the Alabama Crimson Tide for the upcoming season. So today, we're going to shift focus, talk some recruiting with analyst Hank South of BamaOnline.com. Hank, how you doing? I'm good. I, I will say, though, I, th- I think I'm officially old. Uh, I think I threw out my back this morning moving a desk. <laughs> so uh, getting up there, but uh, I think, I think I'm, I think I'm going to make it through this podcast. You got to use the legs, Hank. <laughs> I know when you're younger, like you are, uh, this comes from experience, the kind of sage, old fart wisdom that I've obtained throughout the years. You got to use, you got to bend at the knees and use those legs, Hank. You know, yeah. you're not going to be 22, 23 years old forever. And, uh, but seriously, you hope you get that taken care of. No, no fun, no fun, <laughs> yeah. no fun in a couple of things you just talked about. Picking up boxes and hurting your back. Neither, no. neither are a lot of fun. And I don't think it's coincidence that one can lead to the other. Um, Hank, uh, some heavy lifting, I guess you could say, <laughs> on the recruiting front. How about that for a segue? I like um, it. Hank, uh, <laughs> some heavy lifting for Nick Saban and his staff coming up on the recruiting front. We're going to get into the details of the upcoming cookout. We're just a, a day or two away from that. Um, but I wanted to get into some some other topics as we lead into the cookout a little bit later in the program. And I want to start with your trip to Houston, Texas here in the last few days where you checked in with North Shore High School running back Zachary Evans, rated as the number one running back prospect in the nation for the class of 2020. You made the trip to Houston and checked in on one of Alabama's top targets, not only at the running back position, but for the 2020 class as a whole. And there's sort of been, I guess, some mixed signals, some 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 talk and, and some things that have gone on throughout this uh, outstanding talents recruitment. Uh, so you went straight to the source and kind of tell us what you came away feeling uh, about Alabama's chances still with Zach Evans. Yeah, and we've we've talked about Zach Evans and how his recruitment is probably going to be one of those roller coaster types where you know there's going to be a lot of twists and turns and and, and things being said and and that's kind of what I took away from my visit with him. Um, he put out a top five at the end of May uh, that had Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and uh, and uh, Georgia in it um, as, as a top five. And, and after you know it was a big deal at the time. He didn't include Texas or Texas A&M, the two in-state schools. Um, for sorry, I'm getting a FaceTime, of course, but um, for uh, his top five. So, I mean, that was kind of a big controversy. But a, a few weeks later, he was on campus at both uh, Texas and Texas A&M uh, for unofficial visits, as well as Alabama. And when I caught up with him yesterday, uh, he, he pretty much said he, he was throwing out the top five. Um, and, and that's kind of he, he's, he's considering everyone pretty much and, and that Texas and Texas A&M are, are part of his, his top group. So, uh, he, he kind of, with that, he said Ohio state and Oklahoma weren't really as much in the mix anymore. So it's kind of a, a new top five, I guess you could say he wasn't calling it that, but w- with the Longhorns and Aggies in the mix, and that's kind of the last few weeks, if you've been following it, it's kind of been the, the case with Alabama and Texas A&M kind of emerging as kind of the two primary 
teams for him at this point in time um, from what we're hearing. But, you know, uh, talking to Zach, you know, he, he talked up Alabama. Obviously, he has a longstanding relationship with with the Alabama staff. Uh, the North Shore, there's there's actually a few coaches on the North Shore um, coaching staff that played at LSU um, under Nick Saban or were there when, when Nick Saban was there. So there, there's a longstanding relationship with Nick Saban um, in that high school staff there. Um, and he's very close with Charles Huff. In fact, he said Charles Huff is the coach he feels like he has the best relationship with in all of his recruitment. So that's a that's a pretty big plus for Alabama in that regard. Um, obviously, he's got the teammate that's committed to Alabama and Damian George, the the three star three star offensive tackle. Um, and you know he made he made another big uh, big headline earlier this summer when he said he and Damian George were a package deal. Um, and and so you would just imagine he's going to commit to Alabama at some point. So I I did ask him about that yesterday and he said it's still the case however uh we'll see what happens so he didn't really say one way or the other uh whether or not uh he he plans on going to school with damian george obviously i think he would like to um i think he sees a lot of uh, positives to uh potentially going to alabama but um i I think my biggest takeaway talking to zach evans is is this feels like a three-team race right now with alabama texas a&m and georgia um i I think um you know there's been a lot of talk of when is zach evans going to make a decision could it be before the season could it be signing day how how long is this going to go on you know he he kind of said it would be any time whenever he felt at home and so um you know i think he's gotten plenty of experience at Alabama as far as the he's taken three or four visits throughout his recruitment to Tuscaloosa. Um, he, he's seen he's seen it. He's very familiar with it and has those relationships with the staff. So I think he's seen what he wants to see from Alabama. They're still going to get an official visit. So he'll be back on campus this fall or, or this winter at some point. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, like I said, a three team race right now. I think Bama has as good a shot as any of these teams at this point in time. In fact, if I was if he was picking today, I, I'd be hard pressed not to pick Alabama for him. So um, Bama's in good shape there and, and, and a guy we're going to continue to follow. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the Damian George aspect of Zachary Evans recruitment and that comment, that statement a while back that those two North Shore players were a package deal. Um any chance that the package could return to sender, in other words, to a Texas A&M? Is, is Damian George a guy that Texas A&M had made a priority before his commitment to Alabama? Uh, yeah, you know, I think so. I, a lot of teams did. Um, obviously, you know, everyone will say, oh, well, you know, they're, they're probably just doing that to get Zach Evans. I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, if, if you kind of look at his at Damian George's profile and kind of what he brings to the table as far as ceiling, I think there's a lot of reasons to like Damian George. And I think a lot of schools see that. So, yeah, Texas A&M was a school. When I talked to Damian yesterday, he said um, as far as outside of Alabama at this point, it's just really LSU and Georgia. And uh, and like I mentioned earlier, LSU is a top school for uh, Zach Evans as well. So they're kind of still in the mix there too. Um, so that's something to watch, but um, you know, I, I think uh, plenty of teams are still showing interest in Damian George, whether he's going to be receptive to that. I think that remains to be seen. Now, Alabama already has a commitment from the number nine running back in the country. That's in-state product. Roydell Williams of Hueytown high school. Uh, Roydell committed to the Crimson Tide last November. So he's been in the boat for quite some time. Another, top running back, a five-star running back. This one from the state of California set to pop next week. Kendall Milton, Alabama's been involved there, Hank. It appears as if Georgia may be trending for Milton. How do you see that one shaking out here in the next four or five days? 
Yeah, you know, I think it's been George's race to lose for the last couple months. Um, obviously, Kendall Milton took his official visits in the month of June to his top four schools, which are Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and Ohio State. Um, there, there's been some back and forth. You know, I think Ohio State was trending at one point. Um, you know, I even had a pick in on Alabama for a, for a while. You know, there was there was a lot of ties to Tuscaloosa. Um, his his head coach actually uh, played with uh, Bama's former defensive coordinator Tosh Lupoi at Cal. And then, um, of course, he has that Najee Harris tie as well from being being from Northern California. So there were there were a few things in play. Um, and and I, I do think um, when it comes down to it, this is a Georgia Bama race for him. Um, I, I just think, you know, I, I think after the official visits, I, when, when he got a chance to get out to all the schools and and take that round and kind of really sit down with his family and decide, I think Georgia held the edge coming out of those trips. And, and I think he's kind of already made up his mind you know there's been some talk the last few weeks you know it, it is a close race and I, I do think it is I think he I think Bama has certainly given him something to think about but I, I at this point looking at it today I'd be surprised if he didn't pick Georgia now another highly regarded running back that you've told us about in previous podcast appearances is Jace McClellan of Alito Texas another lone star talent at the running back position correct me if I'm wrong here McClellan has been committed to Oklahoma for two years. It seems, I mean, I think prior to his sophomore year, he may have committed to Oklahoma. Um, but even with that longstanding relationship with the Sooners, you've, you've spoken to the potential of a flip here with McClellan, possibly to the University of Alabama. Does that still resonate with you, that possibility? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, this, this is an interesting one. Uh, Jace McClellan showed up at Alabama at the end of June, um, uh, for that, that last Saturday before the dead period with his, uh, with his mom. And, uh, he's been, he's been talking to Alabama, you know, we, we've mentioned him, you know, throughout the last year or so Bama offered, I think at the end of his sophomore season, he had, I think he had just committed to Oklahoma, uh, but they've been in contact with him, but we were never really sure how, how serious, uh, the interest was on, on McClellan's end. And, uh, he kind of made it known that it was serious. And when he showed up at Bama on an unofficial visit last month, uh, we caught up with him at the opening finals. And he said, you know, he, ta- I was surprised at how much he talked up Alabama, um, for a guy that's been committed, like you said, for so long to, uh, uh, to Oklahoma. And so, um, he told us he was going to take an official visit to Alabama for the LSU game. Um, he, he seems to be pretty receptive of, of Bama's interest there. Carl Scott's leading the charge as far as his area recruiter. Um, and, and I straight up asked him, I said, you know, I mean, you, you've been committed for so long. I mean, how good of a chance does Bama have? Like, what are the chances here? And he said, Bama, has a good chance to change his mind. And so that's probably not what Oklahoma fans want to hear. But at the same time, you know, kids will say things. Um, Obviously you have to take into consideration that that commitment has been for so long. And it's usually hard to kind of change minds when when relationships are so set in stone at a program um, that he's familiar with. So, um, but I I will say uh, Tim Watts uh, had an interesting note in the uh, BOL war room up on BamaOnline.com that there are some, um, in the McClellan camp that might actually prefer Alabama to Oklahoma. And so this is going to be one that we're going to track into the fall, you know, uh, especially, you know, whatever happens with Zach Evans, maybe he does choose A&M, maybe he goes elsewhere. Uh, does McClellan kind of become the guy with guy with the light on him as far as, you know, who Bama wants the most? Um, you know, I, I can't imagine Bama would turn down Jace McClellan at this point um, if he tried to commit. But, you know, does he become the primary guy if Zach Evans does go elsewhere? So, you know, it remains to be seen. Um, but I think Bama has uh, has a has a good shot. They have they have Jace McClellan's ear. At, I will say at this point in, in time. So in a scenario where you look at the running back board right now, 
you would say Zachary Evans is still the top domino, the first domino that would sort of fall, uh, perhaps. Or, or could it be a situation if Jace McClellan said today, look, I'm ready to, to jump on board, uh, that possibly Alabama would be fine with taking on McClellan and calling it a rapid running back? What's the sort of numbers potential, ultimately, do you think? If if everything went right, if if something didn't go so right, but something else did, what what could you see here for Alabama uh, in terms of what it would accept to fill out that running back class? Yeah, that'd be an interesting situation if both Jason McClellan and Zach Evans wanted to commit. Um, you know, I think I think Bama's looking just to take one more running back. I don't think they're they're trying to get two, but you know, there are certain scenarios in in recruiting cycles where you know you just take the best guys just because they're available. You, know, you might be full at a position, but a guy just might be too good not to take. And, you know, I, I could see that potentially being a scenario with Jace McClellan and Zach Evans. Um, I don't think uh, they'd want to both come in the same class, especially with, like you said, Roy Dell Williams already on board. Um, so that would be worth watching. But, you know, yeah, if Jace McClellan called Alabama today, I, I, mean, I don't I can't imagine they would turn down his commitment. I could be wrong about that. But, you know, I mean, he, he is a top target for a reason. Yeah, I mean, this is another top 20 type, top 30 type player in the country, regardless of position. So as we've grown accustomed to seeing under Nick Saban, there's always there's always a plan in place for the Crimson Tide. Um, Other positions, uh, Hank, as we look at this class for 2020 now with 22 commitments following the recent additions of defensive lineman Timothy Smith and athlete Christian Story. Uh, wide receiver. You've talked about it before many times here on the pod. Obviously, a real point of emphasis. The Crimson Tide recently lost a commitment, and Dazelin Worsham um, talked with Tim Watts about this on a recruiting pod last week here on the Built by Bama online pod. Asked him if there still might be mutual interest there. Worsham was expected to sort of follow up his decommitment to Alabama with a commitment to Miami. That didn't happen. Uh, Is there still mutual interest there that you're hearing about? You recently updated one of the very best wide receivers in the country, another one with ties to Alabama from the city of Miami, uh, a Louisiana standout still out there at the wide receiver position. What are we looking at right now for another playmaker or two, I guess, at that spot? Yeah, you know, Bama's going to sign a really good wide receivers class. Um, they, they have several big-time targets thereafter, and then, of course, the three guys currently in the class. As far as DeSalen Worsham goes, you know, that's going to be something we're going to have to just watch into the fall because, like I said, there are there are some other guys thereafter. Uh, obviously, with him decommitting, that's kind of, uh, I, I think, you know, giving Bama some pause there. I mean, obviously, we, we've said multiple times on Bama Online he wasn't pushed out of the class. Um, and, and so, you know, the decommitment was on his end. Um, so I think, uh, you know, maybe there's an opportunity where he can rejoin the class at some point if he wishes to do so. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I think there is still certainly interest on Dezalem Worsham's end to uh, to get back to Alabama eventually. But um, as far as the targets go, yeah, I just wrote about Xavier Henderson on uh, – on BamaOnline.com, the story's up now. He's a big-time target that Bama's offered. Uh, I think they offered in February, and they've been after ever since. He got on campus last month. Um, and, and, you know, most people kind of just uh, pencil him into Clemson's class. That's where he's trending. But, um, you know, talking to people around the recruitment, talking to people um, throughout our network, and the feeling is, you know, he's not a lock to Clemson by any means. You know, he, he's he's considering several schools. I, I think the big ones for him are obviously Clemson and then Florida, where his older brother, C.J. Henderson, plays, and then Alabama.
Alabama. And so, um, you know, I, I asked him about his thoughts and everything. And, you know, he, he talked up Bama a lot. He said he likes how original that pro- how original Alabama is. Um, they're not like other programs. They're not trying to compare themselves to other programs, which he thought was refreshing. Um, and, and so I thought that was a really interesting takeaway. As far as if he'll get back on campus, he's still working out his official visits. But it is worth noting, you know, Bama did recruit his older brother, CJ, in the 2017 class. And so um, Xavier Henderson's known Nick Saban. He's known he's been familiar with Alabama for a while, and it's a well-respected school in his household. So he'll be one we're watching um, this weekend. Kayshawn Butte, the, the top 50 wide receiver commitment to LSU. He'll be back on campus um, after taking a, a three day visit last month um, for uh, and then he'll be back on campus this this weekend for Bama's cookout. That's an interesting one to watch. You know, he's been kind of mulling over Alabama and LSU for a while, been saying they're 50 50 in his recruitment, despite his pledge to LSU. And so, you know, as far as having a guy on potential flip watch, I think he's kind of right up there at the top. Um, another really interesting name that's we need to mention is Arian Smith. He's a he's a, another top 100 wideout out of uh, Lakeland, Florida. That um, he, he's a guy that does football and track. He's going to run track at the next level as well, and so that's a big part of his decision. But you know he put out a top eight recently. I think it's kind of an Alabama Georgia battle for him at this point in time. Maybe Florida State's in there as well. Um, so he, he's a guy that Bama is certainly high on. So um, you know it's, it's going to be a very strong class in the year they need it at the wide receiver position uh, with the potential losses coming up to the NFL draft. Um, and, and you know I could go on and on. There's a few more targets. Um, Jermaine Burton. An LSU commitment. He, he's a guy still talking to Bama. Um, uh, EJ Williams is even a guy that we're still kind of watching that, you know, we think might be going to Clemson, but he's been saying Bama is his leader. So you kind of have to kind of have to recognize that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, you know, to add to add any of these guys to this three men class they currently have at wide receiver, um, I think that'd be a big, big plus for Alabama. So we've talked running backs. We've talked wide receivers on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at the few slots that Alabama would seem to have remaining, although, as we know, things can change with decommitments, things like that, and open up numbers and spots in this class. Uh, I guess the defensive side of the ball we've got to talk about, too. Let's start at linebacker, outside linebacker, where athlete prospect Drew Sanders recently picked up his fifth star, Hank, uh, in the recruiting process. Talk about what went into that sort of decision to make the talented Texan uh, one of those elite few in, in, in college football recruiting circles. Yeah. You know, I think it was just a case where, I mean, he was just, he did, he's too good not to make a fifth star. Yeah. You know, if you, you couple his film, um, anybody that's seen his film knows how impressive that is and what he does for his high school team at Dan Ryan. Um, and then you kind of just, you pair that together with what he's done during the offseason, you know, he, he, he didn't camp at the opening finals. He, he had tweaked his hamstring, but that's because he was running track. He, he's been doing all these workouts to get ready for his uh, his his, uh, his senior season and taking his team back to the state semifinals, at least, if not beyond. But, you know, he's a guy that at 6'5", 232, he, he's been laser timed at a 4'6", 5". Um, he kind of just he, he's very instinctive. He, he kind of just meets all the criteria of what you look for in in, in a five star. And I know Barton Simmons actually touched on kind of how this is a uh, a really strong year for those jumbo athlete types. And, and that's kind of the new big thing um, in college football and the NFL, because kind of jumbo athlete type prospects. And so that's certainly what Drew Sanders is. Obviously he, he's likely to, he's going to play outside linebacker at Alabama, but he's a guy, you know, you could, you could go put a tight end and he could be the best tight end in the country. And so, uh, you know, I, I know Bama's very excited about him. He, he's a guy that, uh, you know, coaching staffs all across the country have recognized as one of the, talents in the, in the nation. And, and, you know, he, he's getting recognized for that um, by 24 seven sports now. 
how about up front? Alabama still involved with some of the very best prospects uh, at those positions in, in the country. I know that uh, Jacqueline Roy of Louisiana set to make an announcement here in the next day or so seems to be trending to home state LSU, but elsewhere, Alabama still involved with some of the very best, including the top, I guess, overall prospect uh, in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Yeah, you know, Jordan Birch is a really interesting guy. He's uh, the five-star defensive lineman from South Carolina, rated number one overall in the 24-7 sports composite. Um, he doesn't say much. You know, that I don't think I, – I think he talked to our uh, colleague over at Dogs247, um, Rusty Manziel, on a, uh, at, a, at an event a couple weeks ago and didn't really get much from it just because he's so uh, – he, he just doesn't have a lot to say and, he, and he's keeping everything very low-key around his recruitment. Obviously, South Carolina and Clemson have been kind of the two teams most talked about in state, uh, but he has taken two visits to Alabama this year, um, and he is showing a lot of interest. And in fact, if you talk to all the Bama commits, he's kind of the first guy they all say they're trying to get in the class is Jordan Birch. And so – um, he's going to be interesting to want to watch. Don't expect him to say much. I think, you know, you're not going to probably hear much from him even after he makes a decision. He just keeps to himself, which I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of people can respect. He's not, he's not about that attention. He's not about, um, you know, all the, the Twitter flair and all that. So, um, he'll be one we're watching. Um, like you said, Jaqueline Roy, he's making a decision tomorrow. Um, we wrote on BamaOnline.com that, you know, we'd be surprised if it wasn't LSU tomorrow when he, when he does announce a commitment, but, um, he's a guy that, that, that recruitment probably going to go until you know he signs the national letter of intent come signing day and and so i would anticipate bama still being in the mix for him down the line but you know beyond that bama is still with several guys um mckinley jackson comes to mind a four-star defensive tackle from mississippi that's i I feel like we've been talking about mckinley jackson for over two years just as as far as kind of um how bama how hard bama's been after him um another interesting name worth noting coming up this weekend is jameel burrows who is a four-star defensive tackle that's currently committed to georgia but will be making a, a trip back to alabama his second trip back to alabama this summer for the second cookout. So he, he was at the first one in June and he's at the second one in July now. So I think that's kind of telling as far as, you know, where his commitment stands with Georgia. Um, so certainly we'll be, we'll keep, be keeping an eye on him as, as far as a guy that Bama could potentially flip and add to their 2020 class. So they're in good shape with a lot of guys, you know, uh, everyone's looking at the numbers, 22 commitments. Um, I, I don't think Bama's really focused on that number at this point. I think they're just still trying to get the guys they want. And, and um, of course, uh, as the saying goes, numbers always work out. So, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And speaking of numbers, what about the secondary? Alabama with a couple of back-to-back stellar elite defensive backfield classes in 2018 and most recently the 2019 class. What about 2020? How's this shaping up for potentially a third straight elite secondary class for Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide? Yeah, it's shaping up nicely. Um, Bama obviously already has the the commitments on board um, from several guys. Um, obviously, you know, if, if you've been following Bama online, a guy like Javier Morton is not a guy we really anticipate sticking in the class at this point in time. So if, if you're looking at it, you kind of consider Malachi Moore, Brian Branch, and Jaquez Robinson as, as the main guys in the class at this point in time, which – those three guys are, are, are a pretty stellar group. And then if you add in Christian Story, um, who's considered an athlete, but obviously has the potential to play defensive back, I mean, that, that's a pretty strong group that you could probably wrap up signing day and be happy with. But um, that's not what Alabama is doing. They're, they're still going after some guys. Um, you know, uh, a guy like Joel Williams, 
that, that we've written about um, a bunch on BamaOnline.com. He's making a decision on September 9th with Alabama trending. He's kind of is a big cornerback uh, athlete type um, that can you know move around in the secondary, a versatile player. Um, Nadab Joseph, uh, familiar name for Bama fans, um, the one-time Bama commit turned Georgia signee. Uh, went the junior college route at Independence. He's back on the radar, and it looks like it's another Bama-Georgia battle um, at this point in time for him. Xavier um, Alford is a four-star safety, another guy from Houston that Bama's after pretty hard. Um, he's closing in on a decision. I, I'd be surprised if he didn't announce something here in the next week or so. Um, and, and I like where Bama stands for him as well. And, and there's there's a few others. So, you know, you, you would think maybe this is a year Bama kind of holds off a little bit on defensive back or, or doesn't sign as many as they have the last two cycles. But that does not look to be the case. It looks like they're going pedal to the metal there. And I'm required by state law for as long as Alabama does not have a quarterback commitment (laughs) for a current class, for an upcoming class. I have to ask you again about quarterback. We've talked about, uh, you know, with Tim Watts last week after the commitment of Christian Story. We've talked about it with you, a guy that at least could get a start, uh, a look at quarterback upon his arrival in Tuscaloosa. But I think we all know all eyes right now are pointed west towards Bryce Young, uh, the USC commitment and sort of where things sit with him in Alabama uh, as we head into his senior season of high school football. Yeah, and Bryce Young actually just got his fifth star from 24-7 Sports on uh, on Tuesday. He's now the number one dual threat quarterback in the country. I think number 10 overall player is where he stands right now. So uh, certainly getting that praise after a strong performance at the opening finals heading into his senior season. But, you know, I, I think it's Bryce Young or bust at this point as far as the 2020 class goes. Um, obviously, that, that can change. There's never really any absolutes when it comes to Bama recruiting. But um, I, I think he's the main guy, and I think he's the guy they have the best shot at, with at this point in time. Nothing's really changed as far as what we're hearing. You know, the, the, the feeling after the opening finals was that Bama was actually kind of the trending team for him. Um, you know, obviously, he, he's, he's being respectful of USC. He's given them a chance to still recruit him and, and still obviously uh, be a part of their class. He has the, the ties. He's from the area. And so, you know, you can't discount USC holding on to him, especially if they go out and have a pretty good year this year. Uh, but it, it does look like Bama's kind of given him a, a lot to think about and, and that opportunity to come in and, and compete for the starting job right away, assuming Tua Tungvaloa goes to the NFL. Um, that's something he, he's really considering and really likes. And so I, I think he's the guy um, to watch um, as far as when it could happen. I, I think it's kind of the same thing with Zach Evans. You know, you, you, it could go the distance. It, it could be not until later in the year or, or it could be any time. So it's just one of those decisions that's just going to, you know, come down to whenever they feel right um, in their mind um, to whether Bryce Young will stick with USC or or, uh, or flip. I, I do think he'd probably like to have recruiting out of the way before his senior year so he can focus on things. Um, but at the same time, it's a big decision. It, it's one, you know, where, you know, stick with the home state school or, or, or go elsewhere. But um, so, yeah, like I said, I mean, I, I think the best chances lie with Bryce Young. Uh, beyond him, obviously, like you said, Christian Story is a guy that's going to get a shot at quarterback. Um, and if it comes down to it, maybe Bama doesn't take a quarterback in 2020 if Bryce Young does decide to stick in in, uh, in the USC class because they do have a guy like Drake May coming up. And, and 2021 is a strong quarterback's class to where they could go out and get a second if they wanted to. So a lot of things in play, a lot of variables in play with the quarterback position. Um, and it'll be a fun storyline to track. You know, we see this in college basketball, and this is probably crazy to even – throw out there but if Alabama doesn't get Bryce Young for the class of 2020 
What about the potential of maybe reclassifying Drake May as a 2020 from 2021? I mean, we've seen it with a few mm-hmm. quarterbacks uh, in college football, and, and I'm 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 not you know advocating pushing guys up a year, but you know we've seen it in college basketball a lot. We're seeing it somewhat in college. What was it? JT Daniel right. uh, of USC did it. I think Jake Bentley did it yep. uh, a few years back at USC. Um, could that possibly be something at least to consider? Uh, so much to play out, understanding that. And Bryce Young may very well end up in this 2020 class for Alabama. But I, I guess the point is, I think it's something we're going to hear more about, not just with Drake May, but with a lot of guys, uh, with what we're seeing in, in, in basketball, perhaps. Yeah, it's a growing trend. Obviously, it's still kind of slow um, on the come up in, in football. You know, we actually just yeah. saw a five-star uh, prospect reclassifying and Donnell Harris from uh, South Florida. He's now in the 2020 class after moving up from the 2021 class. And so, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I haven't personally talked with Drake May about that possibility. You know, it, I think it could be a situation that that's definitely worth monitoring if that's what comes down to um, to it. But I, I don't think we, you know, really learn anything sure. about that until, until the spring, maybe. Sure. Not trying to get anybody in trouble with <laughs> throwing that out there, but I'm just pointing. I, to no, you. it's interesting. I, I think it. I think it is going to become more of a trend. Yeah, um, I agree in football, because whereas in basketball, it gets a lot of guys closer to the NBA with the current setup, which is probably going to change. We're going to go from the one and dones in basketball to to high school kids once again, I think, as early as 2022, being able to go straight to the league in the NBA. Um, similar mindset could be in play for football, because if you're thinking you're a first round pick uh, at some point in the future, like a lot of these kids think, well, the only drawback to being a first round pick right now in the NFL is that you're pretty much anchored to that rookie contract for five years. So that's an additional year from your prime that you lose to that rookie deal. Now, if you can reclassify, come out a year earlier, push yourself towards the NFL a year earlier, you know, in that rookie deal, that gets you one more year in pro ball. Uh, at a at a good you know in your prime uh, maybe right. and look I've gotten totally off track here so sorry <laughs> about that but just thought it was uh, kind of fascinating to consider again not advocating or talking about it being a real possibility for Drake May more of just something that I think you might see more of in college football down the road now let's talk cookout who's invited to the cookout uh, Hank uh, we won't go through the entire list. But, you know, there are some guys at a cookout, you know, sometimes I have a cookout and it's kind of a burgers and dogs crowd, if you know what I'm saying. And then sometimes I have a cookout and it's a steak and baked potato crowd Um, of these visitors coming up. First of all, tell us what is how it's going to play out in the next two or three days. We're we're recording this on a Thursday morning. You know, what's going to be sort of the the layout for for the next couple of three days with with these uh with these invites coming to town yeah um you know it's it's it is what it's called i mean it is a cookout they, they bring guys in obviously it's an invite only event um it, it's set to take place on saturday um it's for priority targets and commitments obviously and, and what it's designed to do is, is basically you know get away from all the recruiting talk i mean obviously it's a, it's a massive recruiting event so it is what it is but um you know it, it's meant to be ha- to be around the coaches be around the players in a much more relaxed atmosphere not a high pressure um you know recruiting atmosphere where where you're having discussions about your your future and what you're going to do it's more about just 
getting to know the coaches at a more personal level, getting to know the coaches' families, and, and just get to know the recruits. And so that's what it's designed to do. Um, it's obviously uh, um, a chance or a nice chance for the commits to kind of get to more familiar with each other and know each other, kind of a more family atmosphere. And obviously the targets kind of see Alabama in more of a, a family night, family light, and not as much of a, you know, football kind of just strict football atmosphere, um, you know, but uh, so I, I think that the July one, like it was last year, it's going to be a little bit smaller of an event. Obviously they got a lot of their top targets on campus in June throughout the month of June, really. Um, and, and so I, I don't anticipate as many guys coming to this event, but um, there, there is still several guys, you know, Keishon Boutte, like we mentioned earlier, the LSU wide receiver commitment, he's expected on campus. Jamil Burroughs, the, the four-star Georgia defensive line commitment is expected back. And so there are some top targets. There is some potential for news coming out of this, this event on Saturday, but you know, leading up to Saturday, they can host visitors any day between now and, and, uh, and next Wednesday. And so uh, don't be surprised to see some guys pop up um, on campus. Campus. Like I said, this is the last chance for recruits to get on uh, to go on visits before the season starts. You know, the dead period starts back up on August 1st and runs through the entire month. And so this is a big weekend where, where schools are trying to, uh, to to get all the visits they can out of it while they can. And so, um, you know, I, it, it'll be definitely worth tuning in for throughout the weekend. Like I said, I think there could be some news coming out of it um, with several guys. But um, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's a nice end of the summer recruiting season as you turn the calendar to the fall guy or two that will be on hand for the cookout that isn't currently committed to Alabama that could be, uh, if not in the days following the cookout, but kind of as a, a deal closer uh, in, in their respective recruitments. Yeah, you know, the two guys I just mentioned, I think Kayshawn Boutte and, and Jamil Burroughs are really the two guys to watch, maybe more so Burroughs at this point in time. I think there's just something to be said about him only visiting Alabama this summer and not having visited Georgia since the spring. Um, I think that doesn't really, that's not a great uh, testament to where your recruitment stands or your commitment stands with a program if you're not visiting them and you're and you're going to, to another school multiple times. And so I, I think he'd be the biggest one to watch. You know, Keishon Boutte, another guy that, that's been mulling over Alabama for a while and, and whether or not he wants to flip. Um, so, yeah, I think those would be the two biggest names this weekend. Good stuff, as always, from Hank South, recruiting analyst, my colleague there at BamaOnline.com. It's the Built by Bama Online podcast. Do us a favor. Give us a subscription uh, and a rating, a ranking, a review while you're there. We like five stars. We like to think we're five stars here, uh, but we'd love to get your acknowledgement from that standpoint here on the podcast as well well hank uh we appreciate you playing hurt um <laughs> you know with the cookout and a, a big weekend uh coming up you're you're sort of working through some things with that uh back issue uh, get yep. that thing taken care of man we got fall oh, camp for sure. up in yeah. a week and a lot of other stuff we gotta <laughs> we gotta have you close to 100 percent hank I'm going to pop a few Advil and uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to walk it off. I think <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to add Hank, as we uh, sign off here on the built by Bama online podcast. I will say uh, if, if uh, now is a great time, we're doing this promo yeah. special. Obviously if you're listening to it before this to before Sunday night, um, you buy one month, get two free. So you get uh, three months for the price of one over at Bama online. It, it's a really good time to sign up and, and a fun community to be a part of once the season starts or anytime really, but especially when the season starts. Yeah. Now is a great time because you've got the best of all worlds sort of coming together with the cookout info coming this weekend 
Hank and Tim Watts doing their thing at a level that no other outlet can provide to you as an Alabama fan. And then the start of fall camp at UA late next week. So absolutely take advantage of this great offer right now with BamaOnline.com. Thanks a lot, Hank. We'll do it again soon. Appreciate it. Thanks, Travis. Hank South, recruiting analyst for BamaOnline.com, part of the Built by Bama Online podcast on a regular basis. Thank you for tuning in. And again, we appreciate your support of BamaOnline.com. Keep it locked into BOL as we give you all things Crimson Tide on a daily basis.